Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program coming to you from behind the steering wheel of the old F250. As I travel across the Lake Pontchartrain Causeway Bridge, 24 miles over water continuously. The largest, longest overwater bridge in total length in North America in the Western Hemisphere. And uh, it's pretty neat, actually. The tolls on the bridge, a whopping $5 to go from the north side to the south side, and no charge to go back the other direction. It's unbelievable. And many people, like yours truly, have figured it out. There are other ways around the east side of the lake or around the west side of the lake. For me, going around the west side of the lake to go down to New Orleans adds about eight miles to my journey, about 12 minutes to my journey, but it's free because I take Interstate 55. But to save that eight miles and that 12 minutes going back home, I don't pay the toll going this way. I think it was a huge mistake years ago for the Causeway Commission to end tolls going from the south side to the north side, but hey, that's their business. They make enough money. They've got a police force with more police officers per capita or per, per statute mile than any other police force on any road surface in America. That's right. There are more cops on the causeway per mile. You can actually, from what I was told, it's 24 miles long. You could have a police officer on the northbound lane at mile marker 1, 2, 3, 4, all the way to 24, and have a police officer at mile 23, 22, 21, all the way down to mile number 1 on the other side of the bridge and still have enough police officers left over to, um, to run a shift. It's neither here nor there. I don't care. It's worth it sometimes for me to make the $5 donation and I believe with the electronic toll tag that I have, the southbound trip for me runs $350 instead of 5 bucks. So, who cares? Anyway, enough about tolls. Queen Elizabeth has passed away, as we all know. And King Charles is now the king. And his wife, his second wife, the mistress, Camilla Bowles, will now be called the queen. How you like that? She went from rags to the crown. And it only took her, what, 45 years? Anyhow, Prince William and Princess Kate are moving up in rank. And he will now be the heir apparent when old Charles finally kicks the bucket. Charles doesn't look too great to begin with. What is he, almost 70 years old himself. So I don't know how long he will be the king but the monarchy the British Empire now has to take every piece of currency bearing the likeness of Queen Elizabeth II and destroy it and replace it with new currency with King Charles's photograph on it that is going to cost the monarchy billions of dollars 
And I wonder if Australia, New Zealand, and other countries that still use the British-type currency, if they're going to have to change theirs as well. If you have a British pound note right now, might as well keep one for the scrapbook, I guess. But all that will do is take that money out of circulation, and they'll just print more money, causing their own inflation, their own devaluation of the British pound. Imagine if every person on planet Earth kept a one British pound note. Well, in America alone, that's 330 million British pounds that will go uncirculated and become basically useless, worthless, except for whatever, whatever aesthetic value they might hold in the future. I don't carry foreign currency. It's not something I've, I guess as a kid, I thought it was pretty cool when dad gave me a Deutschmark or I'd get a British pound or some Mexican peso. Thought it was pretty cool. But that was then. This is now. The only money I value is the money I can spend. This is the Truth Hurts program. So aside from the currency issue with the queen, I wonder, not that I give a rat's ass about the royals. Listen, I had a lot of respect for the queen, 70-something years on the throne. Good for her. Charles is a flake, if you ask me. I guess Prince William is okay. Him and Kate, they seem to have a normal life. Unlike the freak brother, what's his name? Uh, I don't even care. Him and Meghan Markle. Prince Harry. Meghan Markle. Yeah, they gave up the throne, but you see, she, Meghan Markle, the half-Blafrican-American uh, divorcee, that whole situation is pretty much just like well, the whole royal family history. Mixed breeds and half-breeds and foreigners and no purity in the bloodline. And, let's face it, the monarchy is just there for show. It's an absolute waste of the country's money. They have to support the royals with millions, if not billions of dollars. Security and palaces and all that crap. What do they think this is? The Middle Ages? Who cares? And I'm wasting time talking to you about it, so let's change the subject. Earlier on a program edition of The Truth Hurts, I mentioned Hillary Rotten Clinton appearing on some clown's show saying that if she could, she would ask Clarence Thomas, aren't you ready to retire? I'm sure Clarence Thomas would ask her, aren't you ready to bow out of the spotlight? You're a how many times loser? You had to put up with your husband sticking cigars in young women's vajayjays, staining the blue dresses with your man juices, while you sat back keeping your own balls tucked up above your skirt line? That's what I would ask Hillary. How did you manage to put up with Bill philandering cheating on you with all of those young girls who were far better looking than you, the hag that you are. That's what I would ask Hillary Clinton. The Democrats once again are putting their faith and their eggs in the Joe Biden basket. They're claiming that his polling numbers are improving. They're still as low, if not lower, than Donald Trump's. 
but the Democrats say his numbers are improving. And I'm sure that pisses off Hillary Rotten Clinton because I think somewhere deep down inside she was hoping that Joe would fail, completely falter, and that the Democratic base would abandon him and that she could then do her smear campaign against Camel Toe Harris, our country's version of Meghan Markle, a fake Blafrican American who's not Blafrican American at all. But she be's got dark skin and a little flat nose, you know what I'm saying? And she sounds ignorant, so she can fit the part. Hillary Rotten Clinton has probably secretly hoped that Joe Biden would either die or be removed from office by the 25th Amendment or would simply retire, resign, because he's incompetent and inept. She was hoping for that so that she could make another run at the presidency, especially if she could have another shot at the prize, at the Donald. I think she really feels if she runs against Donald Trump again, the country would feel so sorry for Hillary Rotten Clinton that they'd have no choice but to give her what she feels she is entitled to, what she feels she is owed, what she feels she deserves. After putting up with Bill Clinton, the bankruptcies, the money laundering schemes, the cigars in little young girls' vajayjays, the pedophile island. Think about this. Bill Clinton got on an airplane and flew to Jeffrey Epstein's pedophile island, not once, not twice, but multiple times, so that he could have his way with underaged, flat-chested little 12 and 13-year-old girls who were probably brought there against their own will. He would rather have sex with a little girl built like a boy than his wife, Hillary Rotten Clinton, who's built like a truck. That I shudder just to think about, my friends. Yes, Hillary Rotten Clinton feels like she is entitled to be the president. After all, she put up with the philandering. She put up with the cheating. She put up with the little blue dresses stained with Bill's man juices, the cigar ends that smelled like little girl's lady parts. That is what she had to put up with for the entire eight years of his presidency. And God knows if it was probably going on when he was still the governor of Arkansas, the backwards state. She feels entitled. She feels like it is owed to her. The nation owes her the presidency. That's not how it works, my friends. That's not how it works. Anyway, let's get away from Hillary Rotten Clinton for just a moment. Let's talk about something very important to you and to me. It is the economy. The economy right now still sucks under Joe Biden. But because of some last-minute cancellations of vacations across the country by American citizens who are suffering from Joe Biden's inflation, people says, man, we can't afford our house note. We can't afford our insurance. We can't afford our utilities. We can't afford groceries. We have to cut back. Sorry, kids. No trip to see the big rat in Orlando this year. We're not going to get to go to Disney World or Disneyland. We have to save our money in case the price of 
I don't know, breakfast cereal, eggs, bacon, toast, cheese, grits, graham crackers, oatmeal, hamburger meat, chicken, vegetables, cooking oil, seasonings, diapers, medications, all continue to go up under Joe Biden's inflation. Sorry kids, we can't take that trip in the car because gasoline prices are so high. The oil and gas industry hoping to continue to make profits before Joe Biden has his way and finally ends fossil fuels, shuts them down. Of course they're trying to make their profits right now. They started producing when the supplies got a little more readily available. They started producing more temporarily. And so right after Labor Day, when the traditional travel season slows down and people are driving less often and less distance, there suddenly was a small increase in the supply of gasoline and diesel fuel. And now the prices have, because the market is allowing them to do so because of the increased supply, the prices have dropped a little bit. People are going, see, you were wrong, Steve. You were wrong, the prices are coming down. Joe Biden's bringing the prices down. Oh, you poor, ignorant idiot. I'm so sorry to tell you. The market is allowing the prices to come down because people still cannot afford to take those vacations. So there's more supply available. More supply, less demand, natural market forces dictate the prices are going to come down slightly. But for anyone who's like, yay, Joe Biden reduced the price of gasoline. You have to realize that they're still double what they were when Donald Trump was the president. The nationwide average price for a gallon of fuel right now is still around $3.30 a gallon. That's twice as high as it was when it was $1.68 a gallon under Donald Trump. Come on, guys. Do you really think the prices have come back down to where they were when Donald Trump was your president? I don't like Donald Trump. I think he's an arrogant, cocky, egotistical, brash, rude individual. But I'm not going play golf with Donald Trump. I'm not having lunch with Donald Trump. I can tell you this. My bank account balance was higher under Donald Trump. The price of fuel was far lower under Donald Trump. The price of food and furniture, the price of recreational vehicles, of new cars, used cars, motorcycles, jet skis, snowblowers, snowmobiles, chainsaws, far lower under Donald Trump than they are under gropey Joe Biden. Yes, inflation has come down slightly month to month. But year over year, the true, accurate economics measurement of inflation is still at 40-year highs. I can say this until I'm blue in the face. Those of you who are somehow mistakenly convinced that Joe Biden is doing a good job. Have you checked your wallet? Have you checked your 401k? Have you checked your bank account balance? 
It cost me $97.70 tonight to fill up the old F-250 at the new Joe Biden lower price of $4.65 a gallon. Think about that. $4.65 a gallon? Some people out there are saying it's a bargain. Joe Biden has reduced the price of fuel. But it's still $2.79 a gallon more than it was the day before Joe Biden took office. I was paying a very, very much lower amount to fill up the old F-250 when Donald Trump was the president. As a matter of fact, I don't recall spending more than about $50 to fill the tank. And now at nearly 100 do the math, double, double the amount to fill up the old F-250. Under gropey, mopey, dopey, little girl gropey, sleepy, creepy, touchy-feely, senile milk carton president, missing in action, silver alert, Joe Biden. Oh, but Steve, how do you do that without the cue card, without the teleprompter? You're driving. How can you remember all of that? Because when you've said it often enough, sleepy, creepy, touchy, feely, muttering, puttering, shuddering, stuttering, fluttering, mumbling, fumbling, crumbling, grumbling, tumbling, stumbling, stuttering, stammering, mopey, dopey, little girl gropey, 10% on the take, the big guy, the totally fake, senile, milk carton, missing in action, silver alert, dementia patient known as Joseph Robinette Biden. It's easy to remember. Just like it's easy to remember the liberal, progressive, woke, mainstream, leftist media. Just like it's easy to remember Camel Toe Harris, Focahontas, Elizabeth Warren, Chuckles the Clown Schumer, Robert Francis Beto O'Rourke, Barack Hussein Barry Sotero Obama. It's really easy to remember those things because they bring it upon themselves. The Democrats are now trying to shy away from the defund the police movement that they have been espousing since the criminal, thug, animal, drug dealing, counterfeit passing George Floyd died of a drug overdose and a heart condition while a police officer was arresting him for passing counterfeit bills, which is a crime, by the way. The man freaking out because he was filled with fentanyl or methamphetamines or whatever combination of drug cocktail he was ingesting while drinking alcohol with a heart condition. Okay, breathe! Okay, breathe! Okay, breathe! The man sat there on the ground, lying down on the ground. His fat ass was breathing for nine full minutes. He was indeed breathing. You can't hold your breath for nine minutes. You cannot stay alive, deprived of oxygen for nine minutes. The man died of a drug overdose. The autopsies proved that. But the liberal, progressive, woke, mainstream, leftist media 
kept repeating the lie over and over and over that somehow Derek Chauvin, a police officer who had his knee on the criminal thug animal George Floyd's back, not his neck, not restricting oxygen flow. The man was still breathing. He had to inhale to say, I can't breathe. Then he had to inhale again to say, I can't breathe. But the liberal, lying, leftist, progressive, woke media kept repeating the lie over and over and over again until everyone suddenly thinks, and even a court of jurors was tricked into thinking that somehow the criminal thug, drug dealing, counterfeit passing animal, George Floyd, was a victim, was a hero, was really a good guy and that he was murdered in cold blood by a group of racist Caucasian police officers who went out that morning, put on their badge, put on their bulletproof vests, put on their gun, and went Negro hunting. They were trying to find him a black man to kill. Nothing, of course, could be further from the truth. Those police officers, by the way, were indeed defunded by the Democratic Party. They can't be cops anymore. They can't protect and serve. They can't stop criminal thugs, animals like George Floyd, from putting a knife or a gun into the belly of a pregnant woman like he did, threatening to kill her and her entire family if she didn't give up her jewelry, her cash, her cell phone, and other valuables. Some hero some great outstanding citizen George Floyd was not. We switch gears here quickly. Brigham Young University, BYU, issued an apology based on a lie. The little black girl who claims that every time she went to serve the volleyball in a volleyball match and that she was the only black African American minority starter on the team somehow she heard when no one else in the entire stadium arena, no one else in that building, she claims she heard some guy in the stands calling her the N-word that rhymes with bigger. She heard it every time she served. She served a total of, I think, two times, maybe four Brigham Young University, after issuing an apology, after getting hate mail and threats of violence against the school, after having the auntie, the godmother of this little black girl lie and say, I saw her, I saw this man screaming the N-word that rhymes with bigger to my little godchild. An outright lie that has now been proven to have been an outright lie. Police officials agree that the N-word that rhymes with bigger was not shouted to this little black girl who was playing volleyball rather poorly, did such a crappy job that their team lost, and they lost because of her. But she was embarrassed. So she made up a lie that somebody kept calling her the N-word that rhymes with bigger Every time she be done, serve the ball, and it throwed her off of her game. 
BYU officials, campus police, searches of some 40 or 50 video um, videos of the event have proven there was no shouting of the N-word that rhymes with bigger by anyone. No one in the student section, no one in the stands, no one on the court, no one at all. But that doesn't stop her and her godmother, who's running for a judgeship position in Texas, from continuing to spout the lies. This is the Truth Hurts program. We'll be right back. So not to be outdone, and because it seems to be in vogue to make up lies that people are screaming racist comments to people, that seems to be the chic, in vogue thing to do now when you want attention. There is now a volleyball team in high school in Katy, Texas. They're claiming that as soon as the team from one part of Katy, Texas showed up at the volleyball arena, the opposing team, or excuse me, the home team, student section, started screaming monkey noises. <laughs> monkey noises to the black and brown skinned players from the other team in Katy, Texas. Now I'm driving so I don't have the names of those two high school teams, but I read this this afternoon and it was out of Harris County. Anyhow, supposedly there is a team of mostly white volleyball players with, I believe, one black girl on the team and another team filled with Hispanic, Latinas, and Blafrican American, 13% hyphenated American minorities. And supposedly when the darker skinned team showed up, there was chants of monkey sounds, chimpanzee noises being made by those members of the predominantly white team's school. Now, if that's racist, or if that's presumed to be racist, why do you let it bother you? Why do you let it bother you? Perhaps it wasn't meant to be racist at all. Maybe it was. But that's what happens. Sometimes it happens. You don't think there's not racism coming from the black community towards the white community? Are you living under a rock? Are you that convinced that the word racism only means when white people say something bad about black people? I feel sorry for this country. We used to be a nation that concerned itself with issues, real important issues, like should we pass taxes to build new roads, new bridges, to fix water systems. Now, before anyone can ever answer whether or not they support a position, they have to ask, is it a Democrat or a Republican proposal? And if it's a Democrat proposal, the Republicans all say, I can't support that because it came from a Democrat. Or if it's a Republican proposal, the Democrats say, that's just stupid to think that I would ever consider voting for a Republican proposal. The ignorance comes in 
when anyone has to look to see if it's Democrat versus Republican, white versus black, rich versus poor, uptown versus downtown, west side of the train tracks or east side of the train tracks, Catholic or Baptist or Buddhist or Hindu or non-denominational, agnostic, atheist. No one cares. That bridge might be very necessary. Very necessary indeed. But if the bridge is in a neighborhood filled with white people, the black community goes nuts. How come you're building a bridge to get the white people across quicker? Or sometimes y'all are building that bridge and you're dividing our black neighborhood in half. And that's racist. Everything is racist, right? Well, the bottom line is we stopped being the United States of America and we've switched the words in U-N-I-T-E-D, United. We switched the letters in that word. We are now the untied States of America. And until we figure that out and start changing things, the way we look at each other, the way we look at issues and problems, stop putting labels on everything, until we start being the United States of America again, we are screwed as a nation. That's all the time I have for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. Go out there and make it a great day, everybody. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing. Background music provided by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Mm-hmm.